Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock, and welcome to my lifestyle podcast, Live Without a Nest. The podcast showcases people who live fearlessly and have the ambition to create something. I'll showcase change makers who have decided to let go of their safety net in order to survive. So let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock. Welcome to Live Without a Net. I have a really cool show for you guys. I'm with Evan Seal and Chase Hobby. They have a company, Verb Labs. It's a hot CBD company based in Austin, Texas. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us on here. Yeah. Of course. So I want to hear about everything. So one of you was in the Army and the other in the Navy. Evan, you were in the Army. Do you want to talk about a little bit about that and how it's inspired you to be an entrepreneur today? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, just a little bit about my, my military background. So graduated from West Point um, and went into the Army as a field artillery officer. And uh, so basically just you know controlling uh, uh, artillery uh, cannons, uh, rockets, um, air assets as well. And then early on in my career, I went into the 75th Ranger Regiment as a, as a fire support officer uh, for the 1st Battalion out of Savannah, Georgia, which was a great experience. Um, awesome to work with those guys. Honestly, like one of the most, uh, one of the coolest experiences of my life uh, so far. Uh, did a couple of deployments with them, uh, a couple of deployments in general over my my course of five years in the military, all of them to Afghanistan. Um, yeah, that was a kind of a great experience in itself, um, unique experience to say to say the least. Um, and then you know when I came up to my uh, my five year mark, um, it was a super fast pace um, experience in the military. So. I was looking for a change of pace, having done a bunch of deployments in that short period of time and uh, decided to get out and was fortunate enough to go uh, into uh, finance for a bit before making my way back to grad school where I met Chase uh, at Wharton. So that's- Very cool. Yeah. What did um, West Point or just being deployed teach you about being a business owner today? Gosh, um, just being able to, just to keep moving forward. Um, you deal with a lot of stress. Um, a lot of uncertainty as well, um, which in the military do. I mean, a lot of times in the military, they just say, you know, here, here's the task. Go, you know, go do this. Um, we're not going to tell you how to do it or what to do to get it accomplished. We just kind of have to figure it out, um, which is, you know, it's challenging. And sometimes they're in really tough situations. And that's been super helpful in entrepreneurship. It's, uh, you know, every single day we're trying to put out fires or figure out ways to, to you know, accomplish the mission. And you just have to, you have to kind of fight through all the stress and the, uh, the challenges to get there. It's a, it's a roller coaster. And so being able to, you know, being able to experience that and just have something in my past to look at and just say, Hey, look, you know, um, I've been through tough times before and, uh, you know, it was able to get through it. Uh, it's, it's taught me a lot and, it, you know, allowed me to apply that into entrepreneurship. So it's been super helpful. So are you very disciplined? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I don't make my bed every single morning, but, uh, um, only sometimes, but, uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I would say, you know, in terms of discipline, I mean, yeah, I, I stick to a pretty good schedule. I, you know, I try to do as best I can to, to stick to a schedule, which I would consider you know, being disciplined about. Um, you kind of have to, I mean, the, you know, every single day you want to, you want to not do certain things, but, um, if you want to be successful and you want to keep being better every single day, better than you were the day before, you have to, you have to set goals and you have to stick to them and, uh, be disciplined about accomplishing them. So uh, I think that also uh, was something I learned in the military. What was it like in Afghanistan? I know you mentioned that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, it was sandy, uh, mountainous. 
um, you know, it's hard. It, it's, it's, a, it's a different environment. I mean, you're just kind of in this situation where, um, you know, you're, you're, it's kind of like an unreal uh, experience. Honestly, you get over there, the very first time I deployed, I remember getting to, to Bagram or, or to Bath and just kind of uh, landing there with your, your guys and you're just like, man, I'm actually like in Afghanistan right now. Like you kind of worry, like, should I be on the lookout here? But, yeah. you know, later you figure out like Bath is, is pretty dang well protected. So that's like not the, the danger zone. Um, and then you go out to your outpost and then things start getting a little bit more real, but um, you know, just, it's, it's a, uh, it's an unreal experience. I mean, unlike anything you can ever do anywhere. Um, and you, you build tons of relationships with your guys, um, you know, going through those types of crucibles with, with your soldiers and your, you know, your, your, your comrades, essentially, it's like, uh, something that, um, that bond will last forever and, and something you'll, you'll take, you know, I'll continue to take with me, um, kind of throughout my life. Yeah. I can't imagine it. What about scary moments? Were there any of them? Yeah, there's there's always scary moments. Yeah, I mean, even if I mean, even if you deploy and you don't do anything, I mean, you can have scary moments. I mean, you get you get uh, you know incoming artillery rounds, uh, mortars, and things like that that they're shooting inside your base, and you know, you have sirens going off, which are scary. And then and then when you go out of the outside of the wire, as you as you call it, you know, I mean, it's scary. Um, every single every single second, I mean, you you have no idea. I mean, you could be attacked or or blown up on the road or. Um, you know, who knows? So it's just, you're constantly on edge, you know, just kind of waiting for something to happen. Um, and then, and then you have the whole other aspect of like actually going into, to run missions and setting up for missions and preparing for missions and, you know, then going in and executing. Um, so it's, it's a super high tempo, um, super high stress. It's, it's energizing. It's fun though, to some degree. Um, I mean, it's, it's like the world series of, of your job, you know, you train, you train every single day for, for combat, um, and and then you finally get the opportunity to go do it, and it's it's uh, you know it's it's a it's an experience for sure. Does that mean that you're in the army forever? Because I know doctors that are still in the army and still get deployed. Or what does that mean? Or do you have a choice? No. So the, the way it works is uh, you have an active uh, active commitment, so you're on active duty and you're you're full time in the military, and then. Uh, once that commitment is over and the commitment ranges depending on how you signed up. So if you went to the academy as like Chase and I did, you owe five years of active duty um, once you graduate. So you serve that five years, you're required to, and then at the five-year mark, you have a decision uh, to either get out or you can go uh, into like the National Guard or you can go into the reserves or you can just kind of clean break um, and get out. So there's a bunch of different options. So depending on how what you choose, uh, you could either still be in, in like a reserve capacity or you could be completely out, which is what I am. Okay, got it. All right, so then I'll talk about Chase's background then we'll come back to how both of you created this company. All right, so Chase, talk about the Navy. I told you my dog's Maverick, so. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun. That is um, awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I went to the Naval Academy for undergrad. Um, uh, beat Army, sorry about that. Um, so anyway, I went to, to Annapolis for undergrad. Uh, was super lucky to uh, to get selected for um, for flight school coming out. So I did um, you know two years of flight school, one year of advanced training um, out in Washington State, and then was super lucky to be assigned to um, to a Prowler squadron and then a Browler squadron. So I went to was stationed in Japan, uh, Whidbey Island, Washington. Um, San Diego and and, uh, and all over the place. So it was fantastic from that uh, in that regard.
hard. Um, I deployed for the most part on board uh, the USS George Washington, um, aircraft carrier stationed out of uh, out of Japan. And so all of our deployments were to Western Pacific, where we did, for the most part, uh, presence operations around China and North Korea, uh, which was very interesting. And um, and yeah, I was uh, I just I was super lucky to do it. It was a super fun uh, learning experience. I was in for uh, for a total of ten years, so four at the academy and then um, ten years in the fleet afterwards. Um, I finished up my time. Uh, in San Diego, working for the uh, the three star admiral in charge of um, in charge of essentially most of the uh, navy assets uh, on the west coast in the Pacific, and um, you know, similar to Evan, I I sort of got to the end of my my time in the navy, and um, it was a really it was a tough choice to make, but I ultimately decided um, that I wanted to get out and sort of see what else was out there and and try my hand at entrepreneurship. So uh, got out went to Wharton and, and the rest is history. Yeah, that's interesting. So what was it like to fly those planes? Yeah, so I was a, I was a naval flight officer, which is essentially the, you know, I was the guy running the, the weapon systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, it was, it, it's what I wanted to do my whole life. Um, and uh, it definitely lived up to its reputation. It's, it's, uh, it's a very work hard, play hard environment. Um, the, uh, you know, Flying off the aircraft carrier is, um, you know, it's just something that you, you can't really describe. It's, uh, you know, launching off the front end is is a, a jolt and is super fun. Um, you know, coming aboard uh, at night is, you know, in bad weather, that kind of thing is, uh, um, <laughs> it's just, it, it is something. Uh, so in any case, I, uh, you know, I, I was very lucky to do it. I honestly, I, I wish... You know, if I had 200 years to live, I would do that for 150. Um, really? Wow. I mean, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was super fun. And, uh, and honestly, the, the people that you meet, the, uh, you know, the friendships that you make, the, uh, the pressure sort of situations that you find yourself in, you know, with everything from just normal day-to-day operations to, you know, you find yourself with an emergency. You know, the first time that happens when you're like a young um, aviator, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is real. Now we have to figure out how we're going to get this plane back, uh, you know, on deck. So, um, again, very lucky to do it. And I think it's a, it was a very, obviously a very formative experience for me. Is it like the movie at all? Or was that blown out of proportion? Uh, insofar as the volleyball, yes. <laughs> volleyball? <really? laughs> no, I mean, everybody sort of jokes around about talking about and, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, anybody, well, the, it, it's similar insofar as it's a very uh, uh, competitive environment, but um, yeah, less volleyball and more studying. Got it. Okay. So, and there's um, there's like a what's the word? Um, like you guys are rivals, right? The Army Navy game. I've never been. It was it's in Philadelphia. I should have been at least once in my life, but I haven't. So what's uh, yeah. like? You guys go to that and yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I've been. Uh, I, I, the only ones I miss is when I was deployed, honestly. Uh, really? So it's, it's awesome. It's a fun experience. Uh, I think it's fun for everyone, even if you're not like at the academies. I, I, my, yeah, my girlfriend's gone the last four years. Um, she loves it. It's just a cool experience. I mean, it's, uh, you have both the Corps of Cadets on, on both sides, and there's a ton of 
competition in the air and it's uh it, you know it's not the greatest football ever but it's it regardless of how good the football is it's still just so much fun like there could be one touchdown the entire game but it's just like incredibly epic um and then you get to see all the cool stuff like there's flyovers chase flying over the, the stadium and, and, and cool people parachuting into the into the stadium i love that at eagles games is when i get to see it but yeah so it's uh it's cool it's, i wish it was in the uh, front end of the football season so it wasn't as dang cold but um you know that's that's, that's like i think that's just west point and annapolis just trying to make our lives a little bit more miserable one more time sure not, so- I mean, honestly like the, the army Navy game is incredible for the game itself but like the farther and farther i get away from from being a midshipman uh you know it's just great to see people like that's a it's a it is a reason for for folks to get together and you see folks that you haven't seen in, in years and it's just uh it really is something special yeah the city's always packed like i've been out during that time just never at the game is it it was canceled this past year though right it had to have been or no it, it was uh it was a closed game up at west point actually oh that's right okay so and, then uh, army won pretty pretty significantly <laughs> so <laughs> Love that. Okay, so then fast forward, you guys met at Wharton, and then you're in an MBA class. And how did it happen? Yeah, I mean, so gosh, we met maybe in our first three, four days in um, in school. It's like one of those things where I think in that environment, uh, I think like people, you know, attract. And uh, I'm sure it was the same way with all the former consultants or bankers, but. Um, you know, it was kind of funny in the first handful of days, there was, you know, mixers and all that kind of thing. And, um, all the military folks seemed to gravitate towards each other. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, and yeah, so we met in our first handful of days at, at, uh, at school and, um, yeah, we really bonded over, um, a few things, obviously the military experience, but also, um, you know, shared passion for entrepreneurship, shared passions for, you know, this idea of like holistic fitness, that kind of thing. We just kind of, you know, built a friendship from there. Um, and uh, honestly, that sort of just grew over time into, hey, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could get into business? Hey, well, what are some ideas that we have? What are the spaces that we are most excited about um, that we think we could sort of add value in? Uh, you know, we honestly also bonded over a shared sort of vision for building a business that did something in the community, that kind of thing. And so over time, um, you know, gosh, we took, took the first step and the next one, the next one, the next one, all of a sudden, you know, we're like, Hey, I think we're going to, we're going to do this. And that was in the beginning. Yeah. So we, we met at the beginning and then maybe, gosh, maybe after, after eight months or so, we we're kind of like, yeah, we think we've got some, some ideas and we think we would like to press ahead with this. And then after about a year, we were like, okay, we were, you know, just learning and, and researching and figuring out what um, what made sense and what we wanted to do. And at that point, we kind of landed on, hey, we think we can actually do this. And was John your teacher? How does that work? Or is he in charge of the Venture Labs? Yeah, so he's, he's, a, he's a mentor for the VIP, for, for the Venture Lab program. So uh, we didn't take a class with him, but once we got into the VIP program, uh, they, he was a part of it. And we had always seen him in like these one-on-one Group right. sessions, and then uh, he actually got assigned to us as our mentor. Uh, That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He had me in there once with MBA students, but I just felt like they were like not in reality with entrepreneurship. But I don't know if it's what the program you guys did. 
did you have any companies come in and you kind of like, I guess, mentor them? Or is um, that, I did something well, we, with him. Yeah, we um, well, so we didn't do any mentoring um, of other okay. companies, but uh, but there there are older companies like more established companies that come in and like you know give give a presentation or kind of talk through you know some of the lessons they've learned or or, or you know any expertise that they have in certain fields like marketing or sales or something like that, and they pass that on. Yeah, I just remember they were like from Wall, like they worked on Wall Street and like Google and all these places, but then when it came to entrepreneurship, they were like clueless, and I was like, I know they were smart, but they like. I just realized that they had like would never make it as an entrepreneur, even though they probably made six figures like somewhere else. Yeah. Like they were like, cause I was telling them about experiences of clients and things that happened. They were like, Oh my God, that happened. And I'm thinking like, wow, they have no idea cause they've only worked in the corporate world. Yeah. It's a, it is a different beast. It sure. is for sure. Yeah. All right. So talk about verb labs. I understand like you guys are both into, um, you know, healthy lifestyle and working out and now CBD, I guess that became, you know, really popular a couple of years ago, but why do you guys believe in it? Yeah. So, um, so, so honestly, like kind of going back to what Chase was talking about, how we bonded, you know, we're, we're kicking around a bunch of different ideas on, on, on businesses that we could potentially start. And, and also just like our own routines and like things we're doing to, you know, what, how, you know, what type of workouts are we doing? What type of supplements are we taking? And then it kind of led into this conversation about CBD and neither one of us had, had used CBD because it's banned in the military. Um, and so now that, you know, we're obviously both out, um, neither one of us had tried it. So we said, well, you know, we'd heard that there was a lot of benefits from it for, you know, pain, inflammation, sleep, and for stress. Um, but we hadn't tried it and we were both, you know, you know, banged up from being in the military and playing sports. And so it was Chase and, um, and then, you know, sleep problems, uh, you know, you know, Chase was having sleep problems and I was kind of more on the pain inflammation side. And so we're like, well, let's give this, let's try CBO. Let's both try it see what it's all about. Um, and so we dove in and we started trying all these different CBD supplements, trying different brands, um, different products. And, uh, and, and we can get into like the, the different brands and the products, but like in general, we found CBD to be incredibly effective. We were, we were very, very impressed with it. Um, you know, I was taking like 800 milligrams of, of, uh, ibuprofen a day. Um, and, and the, you know, that was just kind of something I've been prescribed and, and using to help with my knees and ankles and things like that. Um, and so I started taking the CBD and it started helping with that. So I, you know, essentially was able to transition off of this massive amount of ibuprofen. Um, and, and I think not to speak for Chase, but you know, he was having a lot of success with his sleep, uh, CBD as well. And we, we were just kind of blown away that this was such a great product, but it had received such kind of, uh, poor, uh, you know, just kind of poor publicity. It's like, you, you kind of have this, it kind of has this taboo about it since it's associated with cannabis that it's like this kind of dirty, dirty supplement that, you know, people are making in a bathtub and, um, you know, they're not doing it right. And, and we, we saw that when we went to go buy products, um, we, you know, we just didn't really trust any of the brands. We couldn't tell like what exactly was in it. Um, we know we wanted to take CBD, but we didn't know like how to take it or where it comes, you know, what, what process we should, we should pick or how many milligrams to take. And it was just super confusing for, for something that doesn't need to be that confusing. Um, not to say anything about just the brands in general, like none of them resonated with us. Um, we weren't, you know, I wasn't looking to take a, a product that had a weed leaf on it. Um, you know, Chi-Ching Chong type uh, product. Um, I, want, I want to take something that's good for me and that, you know, is going to make me more uh, successful and, you know, improve performance. Right. Uh, and I didn't want to be associated with those types of brands. So it was really tough to find something that we liked. And because of that, we were 
we're sitting there talking about how great the product is, but just how no one's doing a great job of delivering a simple, straightforward product for the benefits uh, that you want in a clean uh, solution. So we thought we could do better. Um, and uh, that's what we're that's what we're setting out to do. That's what we're doing. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Hey, Steve, anything to say just about the products and how it's changed your sleeping patterns? Oh, yeah. Honestly, like, obviously, I'm, I am a biased observer here. Uh, I have a stake in this, but I can say, like, you know, as Evan mentioned, I've had sleeping problems my, my whole life. I've taken, you know, everything under the sun trying to figure that out and, and put myself in a good position to, you know, wake up in the morning feeling good and crush the day and then go to sleep, uh, you know, on time. Uh, that has been like a lifelong struggle for me. Uh, but I can say, you know, without a doubt that um, particularly our, our rest blend um, is sort of the answer that, you know, even if I was not associated with her, I'd, I'd be taking it every day. Uh, and we get that, that same feedback from, um, you know, a handful of uh, customers who are subscribers. Like, Man, this is, where has this been my whole life? And um, it's honestly like, it's great to, to get that feedback. Um, obviously, like I said, I've, I've got a vested interest in this, but um, hearing that from, from other um, consumers is, is just incredibly rewarding and fulfilling. Um, and I would also add that, you know, honestly, the, the, uh, the other products, the, the recover topical cream for, um, for pain inflammation and honestly the, the work um, daytime blend for, um, for stress and anxiety, um, again, just like very effective, very clean products that you can just, that I have sort of built into my daily sort of routine, um, you know, my, my sort of wellness routine, um, that make a huge difference that like that really, um, you know, when, when folks try it for the most part, uh, myself included, you know, it really does make a difference. And, and, um, and that's something we're super proud of is like, you know, Anybody can come up with a with a product and put it out on the market and see what happens. But when you believe in it and you know that it works, and obviously you you take the product yourself or use the product yourself, and you know it works, and then you get feedback from uh, from the outside world, um, it's just, it's just super fulfilling, and and we're just we're psyched that the the, the path that we're walking down actually helps people. It just no, it's it's a hard work, and but it feels good at the end of the day to know that we're we're helping folks out. And do you guys have other um, types besides just for sleep and um, stress and the pain cream? Or are you hoping to have different types coming, I guess, in the future? Uh, like for, for right now, we're, we're focused, we're laser focused on those three. I mean, when you look at when you look at CBD in general and, and, and all the research on CBD, um, the three most uh, the most benefits you get from CBD are those three those three issues: so stress, sleep. And uh, pain, inflammation. Um, those, you know, based on the clinical studies and what what's out there uh, in the world today, that's what CBD helps with the most. And that's what we. So we're we're focused on building the absolute best product for those three use cases. Um, that's again one of the one of the problems we saw the, with the with the industry is that you know you go to these you go onto a CBD website um, or you know any CBD website and there's 50 SKUs of CBD. Um, you know you know each each one has you know they have you know, a, a, a 200 milligram to all the way up to a 3000 milligram. You have different extraction methods. You have, um, you know, different delivery systems, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and it's just, it doesn't need to be that confusing. It doesn't need to be that difficult uh, to onboard people. And I think for like the mass, the mass market, people who want to use the supplement and, and, and get the benefits from it, 
Uh, it doesn't need to be that difficult. So like we're trying to build just the absolute best for the best, those three cases. So we have one product for stress. We have one product for pain and inflammation and we have one product for sleep. And uh, we've done all the research uh, on our end to figure out um, the milligrams, uh, what other added ingredients we can put alongside it, other clean botanicals that can go alongside of it to, you know, to target, um, to be a more targeted solution. And, and that's what we give to the, uh, the consumers. So they don't have to do the work. They do the research that you know they can just trust that you know, we've done all the work with our R&D team to build the right product for the right um, conditions and and now you get to unlock CBD in, a, in an intelligent uh, you know clean way and how can people buy it right now I uh, go, go on our website so it's just www.vrblabs.com verblabs.com what's the future how are you guys going to uh, get the word out about this um, or what's your plan? Do you have like a vision in like two years where you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, as of now, we're, we're essentially, you know, caught 90% direct to consumer um, via our website um, and 10%, you know, in sort of affiliate, we have affiliates and then we have some retail relationships. So uh, we are, you know, coming from Wharton, they just stress testing, 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 and that's sort of what we're doing. Um, we are really testing out those relationships, particularly in retail to see, uh, you know, how much traction we can get. And, and you know, as a, as a very young company, we kind of have to be opportunistic. And so with all that said, the, the, the two year sort of game plan is all predicated on, you know, these very near term uh, tests. So, you know, we, we, sort of probe different opportunities. And if they come up, then then great. If not, also great. But um, you know, with that said, um, we will go where the, the data leads and we'll go where the testing um, sort of takes us. But broadly speaking, we see ourselves um, sort of living for the most part direct to consumer, but like being very, again, opportunistic with, with um, you know, retail relationships that really make sense. We wanna be, um, you know, we, we view ourselves as a, as a really premium brand and we want to sort of find ourselves alongside um, other brands and within other retail um, environments that sort of um, that, that feel premium in that way. So broadly speaking, um, that's sort of where we see ourselves in terms of like where we're going to meet the consumer, if that makes sense. So like GNC, Vitamin Shop, are they top or are they not High quality or what do I would you never, I would never trash talk anybody <laughs> under any circumstances. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not uh, gonna say one way or the other, like, you know, what, who's, who's in, who's out. But, uh, you know, I think that for the most part, folks have a, you know, you kind of have a, a sniff test. You can say like, Hey, this is, this is a, a place where I would go to, to buy, you know, products like this. And maybe that's a place I would go to buy products like that. And I know that's sort of like, you know, ducking your question a little bit, but, um, you know, again, we'll be, we'll be super opportunistic, but also really we're trying to be super smart about the, um, you know, we are trying to build a, a brand that sort of transcends just the product, if that makes sense. So where we, um, where we land and where the customer sort of sees us and how, how the customer associates um, us with other brands is super important to building, you know, a brand that, that really can, uh, can transcend. 
Sure. And when Wharton was teaching like test, 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 was that for the business plan? I always see that in business plan or is it more or less like just to see what works and then you guys apply it? Yeah, both. Both. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, good on, good on board. I mean, they have, they have a great, in terms of entrepreneurship and like, like teaching you entrepreneurship, uh, one thing that, you know, Chase and I have honestly come to find out is like the, the further we go down the road, um, you start to realize that a lot of these tests and a lot of these, uh, a lot of this analysis that you do out of the gates before you even start launching a product is super important. Um, it just saves you a ton of time and energy on the back end. So, I mean, yeah, we're testing, we're testing the market, we're testing the consumer who, who actually likes the product. We're testing, um, you know, the business model, uh, direct to consumer, or we got a B2B, um, you know, you're testing all that stuff to see what, what sticks and what is, you know, what, what path to choose. And then once you start seeing, once you start seeing smoke, um, you know, run to that and start creating some fire. So, um, yeah, I mean, lots of testing. I mean, the, the, there's a there's a balance though. You know, it's like you know how much testing and how much uh, analysis do you do before you actually get in the game. So you have to kind of balance that out and make sure that you're not, you know, you only have so much time and you got to go fast to, to make a business uh, to make this thing work. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've bootstrapped the business. You know, it's just Chase and I who have put money in ourselves and. Uh, you know, we haven't taken any outside capital or anything like that. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we got to be smart with it and we got to be strategic with our money. Uh, if we had, if we take, if we raised money, we could be a little bit more um, liberal with our tests. We could kind of get out there and, and, and throw money at a couple of different problems and see what, what, what sticks and then, and then run in that direction. But if you right. don't have that, if you don't have that for the entrepreneurs who are trying to do it themselves, you know, that, you know, we have to get to be very calculated um, so, sure. you so you don't burn your runway. Yeah, I was just asking because I think a lot of entrepreneurs get held up in like that test. Like I'm one of those people that would be like, just go, you know, because your business plan is always evolving. But then again, in your space, I think testing is important because it's the only way that you would really know like what's working. Yeah. yeah. The good, and the, one of the good things about, you know, the CBD space or, you know, the, the industry we're in, I mean, it's not, you know, the product works. People love the product. CBD is working. It's a, it's in uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great supplement. You know, people who are trying it and there's tons of great testimonials, great feedback for it. Um, so we knew that there's a, there's a market out there. Um, and there's, there's clearly a CBD market. It's just, how do you, how do we as verb um, position ourselves in the market? Um, and, and is that a successful or, or promising route? So that, that's the kind of testing that we have to do. I know it's not easy, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Well, how do you guys want to promote um, Verb Labs if people want to buy? Do you want to just tell us about your Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff? Are you on TikTok yet? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we actually are. I actually just got a TikTok account today. Is <laughs> it? Or t- yeah, you should totally no. use it. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will start. Uh, we're going to be TikToking everywhere. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, we're on we're on uh, we're on uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, you know, then obviously our website. So and, and now TikTok. So yeah, we're, Did we're uh, clubhouse yet to sell. Uh, I am I'm in the clubhouse. I, I went on. Man, I don't know what everyone thinks about clubhouse. I, I went on. I got I got <laughs> invited. I felt very. They all, they all lie. They all lie and say they're nine figure earners and. It's crazy. I didn't. I got overwhelmed, uh, and I sort of. I was like on it. And I was like, "What? Like, I don't know what I should be getting out of this, or just, am I just supposed to keep listening to all these people and, and looking at their bios and calling BS?" But. You guys should run a room, and then it's different. Then you can like be in charge of like the the moderators, and then 
I'm sure you have an email list, right? You can email like your clients and tell them to jump on at this time. And then however many you have, hopefully they get on and then invite their friends. You can tell them to ping other friends, like use it in that respect. But otherwise it's very like overwhelming because it's just, you would think everyone is super successful, which is no. so true. <laughs> I'll also put in a plug for, um, we have a bi-monthly newsletter that comes out. It's called The Drop. It's um, honestly, it's just a, it's a very short and sweet newsletter that covers um, essentially curated items from the internet that we found. So um, essentially it has like, you know, something quick to go read, something quick to go watch, to listen to, um, and something to try. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's a two minute read and you may get something out of it. We actually have gotten some, uh, it's super fun to write. And it's uh, again, just like, cool stuff and cool things that we found off the internet that um, that are sort of additive to our lives. And no kidding, it could be like, you know, on the listen side, one week it could be some, you know, deep podcast about, uh, you know, gosh, uh, Buddhism. And then the next week it'll be just a, you know, a BB King song or something. So um, we get a lot, of, a lot of positive feedback from that. And it's, uh, you know, it's just a fun little uh, something to get in your email. So, um, uh, if anybody's interested in that, you can just go to go to the website verblabs.com and uh, um, sign up for it right there. I like the name, the drop. I'll sign up, but that's a cool right. name. So you guys come up with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I like it. It's uh, you know what? I actually I came up with it because we called. Um, I was, I was trying to think of a name for this. I was like, what are, what are we doing here? We're like, we're just giving people intelligence. We're giving people a little bit of intel to operate their lives. And we used to call in the Navy, uh, Naval Aviation, we call every time, you know, you go flying or you're going on a mission, um, they'll have what's called the Intel drop where the intelligence officers come in and sort of give you the, the rundown of the situation and sort of like what all of the context you need um, to build a plan to, to achieve success in the mission. And I was like, oh, it's just like the Intel drop, except, you know, nobody really knows what the Intel drop is. So it's called <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I love it. You guys could totally run with that. That could be your podcast too. It could be, I don't know, something with your TikTok. Drop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you coming on this podcast and check out vrblabs.com and we'll see you soon. Well, that's it for now. Thanks everyone for joining us. Please reach out to me so I can feature you on my show. I do respond to everyone. You can find me on my Instagram at Jennifer Sherlock or my business Instagram at Jenna.com. And check out our new website coming soon, livewithoutanet.com. Thanks again. And I look forward to taking risks with you.